Time. Space. Reality. It's more than just a linear path. It's a prison of endless possibility, where a single choice can branch out into infinite podcasts, creating alternate podcasts from the other podcasts you know. I am Mr. Honest, a.k.a. Eric. I turned that around a little bit. Uh, your guide through these vast new realities. Uh, thank you for being here today. Uh, to ponder the question, what if? This is the second episode of Marvel's What If? And I'm really pumped to watch it. Yes, I haven't watched it yet. Uh, I'm doing it a little different today. So we're jumping in together. Well, you've already watched it. That's exciting. How, what did you think? Tweet us. At Marvel Maniac Pod. Guess who's on Instagram? Uh, we are. And, and I don't know why I say we every time. It's literally just me. <laughs> um, but I feel like when you're at a podcast or behind a podcast, it makes more sense to say we. And I have multiple podcasts, so it makes like more sense to say like as an establishment, we. Doesn't that make sense? What do you think? Uh, email us. <laughs> email me. <laughs> MarvelManiacPod at gmail.com or at MarvelManiacPod on Twitter or Instagram or TikTok. We are all of them, guys. Let's go. I'm I'm posting clips from each episode now on most platforms. Yeah, I want to get out there a little bit more. So let's go. If you are on any of those platforms, do me a favor. If you like so, if you listen to the show, go follow us. What would happen if T'Challa, Black Panther, and not Peter Quill was picked up by Yondu as a child and became... Star-Lord. This is a heck of a scenario, and as Marvel does with all their properties, like like their movies um, and their trailers and whatnot, I gotta say, I have no idea what I'm about to watch. Um, I've just seen pictures of (laughs) Star-Lord. All you need to see is a picture of... um, All you need to see is a picture of T'Challa Star-Lord. No, I'm in. We're about to get Guardians of the Galaxy v. uh, Black Panther teary-eyed excited um i think doing an episode this way is experimental it's pilot um, i know a lot of you out there listen thank you so much for listening and um i just I, if, you, if you like this or you don't like this let me know what you think um, i really would like to know if you don't like this uh, go back to the other way um or if i'm not a great way of doing it i'll just trudge forward into it and, and if i don't hear anything i'm gonna keep doing it um because I'm loving doing this either way, and uh, I hope you're having fun too. And let's do it. Let's dive in. The first line the watcher speaks is your destiny determined by your nature or the nature of your world. And here we are on Morag, the location of the Power Stone. Now, already, I think this is a really cool format for me to uh, <laughs> go through the episode because I feel awesome with the episode in front of me and open like a book. Uh, reference. I really like um, that we're going along with the Guardian, almost the format of the movie of the Guardians of the Galaxy. That's how we're lining this up. Um, This feels like we're going into the movie Guardians of the Galaxy with T'Challa. I really wanted to look up instantly um, the difference between the scene of our our regular Star-Lord grabbing the Power Stone capsule out of the vault and T'Challa and... Um, they had the same retrieval device that, um, like, the, the, it grabbed the capsule out of the, pot, like, the, the Guardian, like, whatever, it was a force shield. And, um, but 
T'Challa, he used it in his hand to like just like he used it like a glove, like a glove, a batter's glove, and um, uh, uh, Peter Quill, he put it on the ground and kind of like left it there and stood away from it. Uh, so T'Challa's a little more hands-on with things already off the bat. I'll never get through this if I do more comparisons, but already I know that <laughs> I love that. <laughs> the guy knows who Star Lord is this time. Um, he knows who Star Lord is instead of uh, who. <laughs> That's so good. He's referenced as the Star Lord, legendary outlaw, steals from the powerful, gives to the powerless. I love that. So he's a little bit more of a Robin Hood than Peter Quill than a Ravager. I'm interested in how he rolls with Yondu. Um, that's that's interesting. The guys, Ronan's guards, they, uh, you know, the main guy, he, he even insists that maybe he's like, I should bow. I should bow for you, Star-Lord. You know, he really actually gives Star-Lord his props. I'm giving um, T'Challa immediate Star-Lord um, crown. It's I'm already guessing and loving the fact that, I think in comparison, the fact that how good a Star-Lord is <laughs> in comparison to Peter Quill. T'Challa is. I think we're just going to get a lot of that this episode. Um, and I'm loving that. Um, this is great. I love this off the bat. So, um, yeah. So this guy mentions he's with Ronan and he has to take the, the orb from him, uh, T'Challa. And, you know, it's going to be the, it's going to be this part of a lifetime because just not being Black Panther doesn't not give you Black Panther abilities. He's still got it in his blood and the fight is insane. Korath gets one hit in the face, and um, he actually feels kind of bad at first. Uh, but T'Challa gives him another chance, and he goes all out swinging at him. And then T'Challa just tricks him into punching uh, the power generator that was holding the, you know, the orb. And it wasn't even actually that insane. I mean, it was just like just kind of funny. So Star Lord uses what looks to be like the base of the thing that was holding, like that he got through the uh, force field with. And he blasts the enemies with them, and they slam against the walls, and he defeats them. So he runs outside, and he has a whole army waiting for them, and he tells them to freeze. You're outnumbered, and this is what we get to see in the trailers, and this is the one part uh, that I remember very clearly from the trailers. And he says, a Ravager never flies solo, uh, and he's waiting 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 and he says a ravager never flies solo and finally yandu comes in and classic yandu uh, but not really so classic in terms of star lord and yandu's relationship because this in comparison to that is exact opposite these two are tight right off the bat they got a good a good relationship whereas star lord's kind of on the run has betrayed yandu um in the first in the guardians of the galaxy um, Star-Lord and Yondu in this one Bros I mean Beyond bros I, Like as they walk towards this giant mega ship um, They talk about Saving Powering a star system um, They're very aware of what they have Here pretty much Except for the, maybe the fact that it's an infinity stone Maybe they don't know the name of it But they know What of power of which it's capable of they seem to literally be guardians of the galaxy living to that name um so yeah i'm pretty baffled and off in awe of the start of this episode they get into yeah, this giant mega ship and fly away and the watcher says 
Though our hero's destiny might lie in the stars above, the beginning of his journey was much more down to earth. We cut back to Wakanda in 1988, and T'Challa's talking to his father as the Black Panther on the throne. Very Lion King vibes. Um, I love this. <laughs> and um, he's saying there's an entire world out there, and uh, he's like, yes, of violence, war, and hatred. That world has nothing to offer Wakanda. Now, this is just the best part, because this is where you really got to get on board here. Or you're just like, what? You're like, what if? Or WTF, right? How do you? How does Black Panther become Star Lord, right? Okay, you got to really think multiverse. Not one in ten. Not one in a hundred. Not one in a thousand. Not one in a million. Not one in a hundred million. Not one in a hundred trillion. A hundred billion trillion gillion million possibilities. Okay, and this is what the Watcher's saying here, right? This is what the Watcher's saying here. I'm going to just quote him in exact. What you call destiny is just an an equation a product of variables right place right time or in some instances the wrong place wrong time and at this point in the episode like i said i'm still watching it i don't know why he's saying that because it seems like a lot of really good has been done by t'challa and uh yandu so i have no idea where this is going obviously i mean all good can't be done i mean a story needs to be told this episode's way more open-ended than the first one like it was the first one was following the ep- uh, the the protocol of captain america the first the first avenger way better uh not in a bad way not not in like a better this is better i'm saying like that was following that timeline like this one is like off the charts like insane nexus event nexus level event as as the Loki uh, show would call it, Loki show. And this is what that universe would. This is literally the rules of that universe. Okay. Um. So, the Watcher saying wrong place, wrong time. But I think he's just saying literally. At fate, as fate would have it, at that very moment, the Ravager spacecraft was arriving on Earth to abduct the spawn of the celestial ego. So he was coming to get Star Lord. But in this universe, Yandu outsourced the assignment to his subordinates. So he didn't come and do it. His his junkies did it. <laughs> so we get, we get cameos from those guys. And then he just got the wrong kid. Makes sense, right? I get it. I buy it. There's two, 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 two air holes, two face holes. I like it. Um, and also, they got cosmic readings from him. I can't. I need a moment after this uh, scene that just happened. What the fuck just happened? Um, I'm a, I'm gonna just take a minute here because we got a we got our first Thanos cameo here uh, since Avengers Endgame. I just can't even like process this, and it's just the most hilarious thing in the world. I have to go back to the beginning of the scene, but dude, they're talking about all their heists. They're at a bar, and um. <laughs> It's like, how did you do this? How did you do that? And then one guy's literally like, how did you stop Thanos, the Mad Titan, from uh, decimating half of the universe? And then Thanos literally steps up behind him in Ravager gear. And he's one of the Ravagers. And he says, I'm a big enough man to admit when I'm around T'Challa here. Uh, Show me there's more than one way to reallocate the universe's resources. 
T'Challa's literally a space god. So he's literally Star-Lord. The name Star-Lord has 100% earned. Um, the first shocking part of this scene was the fact that this guy, um, from the beginning of Guardians of the Galaxy, that Peter Quill interacted with, um, the, I'm Star-Lord. Who? Um, the parallels here are upside down mirror. Um, 100%. It's kind of yelling at Peter's, Peter Quill's character um, a little bit, but it's also praising the the king that um, T'Challa is in any circumstance. I'm just looking at this picture of Thanos sitting with... Can I take a screenshot of this? Uh, Thanos sitting with T'Challa and the Ravager guy? <laughs> The guy who's like, who? The Star-Lord? I'm Star-Lord, who? <laughs> Thanos just sitting with them. And he says, I can relocate the, the, the universe's resources. Dude, where is this going? Chala says to Thanos, sometimes the best weapon in your arsenal is just good judgment. And Thanos replies, aye, aye, commander. And uh, also... Although I still assert my plan was not without its merits, and <laughs> everyone kind of argues with him. And uh, one of the guys, one of the guys who's really well known, uh, I forget his name. So pretty sure it's genocide, big guy. <laughs> I love this; it's so good. We also learned that uh, T'Challa saved Drax's people. What? So like, Drax is completely a huge fan of Star Lord already, and he saved his world from a Kree invasion. So he gets a selfie with him, and that's uh, I think that was in the promo too. But uh, everything happened in the promo so fast, I didn't want to watch it too much, too fast. <laughs> you look terrible. I look great. This this uh, show is so much. This episode really unleashes. I feel like they really let go here. Um, Captain Carter was the safe bet, and this one was where they let it all go. Um, what a really, really fun ride already from the beginning. So we see Nebula. Um, she walks up to Star-Lord, and she has a nickname for him, Cha-Cha. T'Challa, Cha-Cha. Um, she's taking a look at the... She's taking a look at the um, Power Stone, and she's saying, pretty valuable loot here. The big guy knew you got this. And she's saying, you mean your father? Uh, you still call him that? And um, she's saying, he's lucky I call him the big guy. So there's some... There's some definite tension here. Um, I definitely predict. I definitely predict a turn of events. Um, I, I lean hard. Lean hard. You know, I think this is what you get. Okay, so with an episode like this, Marvel Maniac, um, test pilot episode, Marvel Maniac, mid-episode pilot question. So do you guys like, so everyone walking in the room... Walking in there, do you guys think? What do you guys think? What do you guys think? Mr. Honest, Mr. Honest is kind of like, Mr. Honest is doing his best here. He's like kind of loving the episode, but you know, what do you think? He, you guys have seen the episode. He hasn't seen it yet. You guys know what's happened. He doesn't know what's happened yet. What do you guys think? All right. Um, this is so silly. Um, so right now, um, basically, he's talking to Nebula. She's totally different. When T'Challa says, he has changed and refer reference to Thanos. Uh, she says the past doesn't, and she refers to the necklace around his neck, and it's the Black Panther necklace, which I didn't really realize until that point. Just a strong, it's a strong lean into. You can't really change who you are, and it's just so uh, it's so powerful. So we do find out that Yandu tried to return. 
T'Challa back to Wakanda when he was younger, and it was destroyed by a war. And you can only imagine how that happened. This is this a, is this a similar multiverse? Uh, what what will have happened since T'Challa was not there? Um, I can't imagine. Is this the is this a world where Tony Stark? grew up with his dad who had already invented Iron Man um, is, this a, is that is this that universe what what world is this you know I don't know I don't know how this played out at at Earth to, to know how that happened very interesting well gosh Dustin and TJ yo said we'd never get Thanos again guys what's up did you mean on this show though <laughs> oh man uh, what do you guys think <laughs> I think what this show is trying to do is introduce us into perfect scenarios so they can show us further galaxies and concepts that they can prepare us for into the current MCU. Am I crazy? Is that crazy? So Nebula says you lost your home and you save everyone else's and uh, that's pretty much what he agrees to. Like that, that's what he that's what he's doing and it makes sense. That's that's like kind of that's kind of like the story stated which I, I don't always like but this is kind of what the show has to do I guess because of it's kind of laying out a pretty huge story and Nebula shows uh, to tell what uh, what are called the Embers of Genesis it's like that huge gen like I don't think this is the last time we're going to hear about something this huge nutrient rich cosmic dust from an ancient supernova with the power of a te- to terraform entire ecosystems with one ounce you can heal a dying planet in minutes and with the payload we're talking uh, they say that they can feed the entire galaxy pretty much and the guy from I don't I'm so sorry for not knowing this guy's name but I, I didn't ever do a good job of introducing it in any movie I'm gonna say it the guy from Guardians of the Galaxy 1 who says who um, who's now a key player in this next to Thanos good on him I'm pretty sure it's the same guy who's voicing him I'm really excited about this for him I'm now currently set 8 minutes past the current runtime of this episode of where I'm at in the episode this is going to be a long episode of Marvel Maniac and MCU after show whatever this is great this is a great episode there's going to be a lot of hype about this episode online tomorrow I'm really happy to be talking about this like along with the hype um, yeah whatever this is great this is really good this is why we have a pot. this is why there's a forum for this this is why I'm here. I can talk about this as long as I want right here with you all. I bet you're excited about this too, aren't you? This is why we're gathered here today. Thanos is back. Dude, what the hell? Did you see that? Are you here with me? Um, I'm here in the, in the multiverse where I didn't see... I don't know what's going to happen yet. So, I will carry on. I like how he says, I thought you work alone, daughter. I just love the parallels. So, Yandu wants to know who the mark is, and Nebula introduces... The Collector. This universe's most ruthless kingpin is stated. And the voice of this episode, kind of like the guy who asks all the questions for us, the who guy, it's kind of perfect in a way. His name is the who guy. He is asking all the questions. Um, he asked Thanos, I thought that was you to Thanos. Um, he says, it was, but when I went straight, Devon saw an opening and filled the power vacuum. I didn't know his name was Devon, and I also didn't know he was capable of that. Isn't that kind of fuck? Isn't that kind of freaky and also interesting? Um, that in this reality, the collector, like, just 
did that. Um, and now, like this, like this is just insane, man. Yanni refuses to do this. He uh, he thinks it's too dangerous. He will not work on this against the collector. Um, he says nothing with the collector, and he walks out of the room. Nothing involving him, and. This is one of the best animated stories that could ever be told, and this is one of Chadwick Bosman's last um, stories and performances ever given. And um, it's about him not only... Uh, it's about him feeding the entire galaxy food, uh, like, and essentially. And um, it's just like in an alternate timeline of a universe we're familiar with. Um, there's something really special about all this. And, uh, yeah, I'm really, really kind of touched by this. Um, there's a scene between Yandu and uh, T'Challa, and um, they're kind of talking about why they shouldn't go seek out the collector. Yandu even says, uh, we steal from the rich and give to the poor, like Robin Leach, Robin Hood. Uh, I even... I, ca- I mean, I can't say I called something in an episode where I clearly could have watched it and didn't, you know, but I... I called it, I don't know, yay me, that's, whatever, that's still, that's stupid. <laughs> Yandu eventually gives in, and they decide they're going to do it, they're going to rob the bank, uh, he's never been good at saying no to uh, T'Challa, and, I mean, this is just huge, I can't believe, I mean, it's, it's not Peter Quill's fault, <laughs> it's not his fault, um, any of this, you know? Like, well, think about, like, well, never mind. If you think about the moment uh, that, like, they could have got the gauntlet off, um, and then, like, if you just go back to, um, like, if this happened, though, I don't know. There's a lot of moments you could think about in, in terms of Peter Quill. He's a great guy. I like Peter Quill. Where is he in this universe? I appreciate that um, the collector is also on Nowhere. And an ancient celestial being, always stated, never addressed. The Marvel's Eternals coming out in November this year. We're going to finally know, I think, what the history of that celestial being is. I really think that's where we're going to figure that out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope that's where we figure that out. And saying Shane she's coming out, by the way, like in three weeks, so two weeks, I don't know, really soon. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch that and cover that. Weekend of, if not day of. Really hoping day of, if not weekend of. Shang-Chi and the legend of the Ten Rings. Thanos mentions that the Collector has the Black Order doing security. And he mentions that they're bad news. And he asks how they plan on sneaking past them to Nebula. And Nebula says she's uh, not going to sneak past them. She's going to knock on the front door like a lady. So she plans on offloading the orb to the collector, and that's how she plans on getting in while sneaking T'Challa in through the card. So he, she is sneaking T'Challa in. Right when the cargo is scanned that T'Challa is in, the who guy from Guardians of the Galaxy um, gets punched by Thanos as a distraction outside Um He's not supposed to be too hard, but uh, Thanos punches him very hard. He says, I thought we were faking it. And Thanos says, stop calling me, uh, try calling me the genocide guy again, new guy. Great shot, uh, pause shot I got of him here just 
punching this guy really hard. Um, Thanos, you know, I really like this tame Thanos. He just took the high road in this universe. T'Challa talked Thanos down in phase two. (laughs) Good gosh, this is just insane. I'm going to say it as many times as I feel it. If you want to change Marvel Maniac, email marvelmaniacpod at gmail.com. I'm going to get an email from my two guys five times like, stop doing it like this. Go back to the old way. <laughs> I appreciate your input. Please don't rate the show bad. Uh, I'd appreciate positive reviews if you don't mind. I'm not asking you. I'm telling you. <laughs> um, my reality allows it because I have the six infinity stones. One, two, three, four, five, six. Yep, got them all. And you have to rate the show good. Okay, cool. Um, so I'm kind of like reading, literally, I'm saying exactly what Chachal's saying. His plan out loud, he's narrating it as like a heist plan over what's actually happening. We're seeing it unfold as he's saying it, which is so cool. Um, so they're distracting the Black Order, this, this distraction outside this fight. And we get to see the whole Black Order again. This serves as a distraction so T'Challa can climb uh, up and search for the embers. And then this leads to Yandu and Nebula getting to meet the Collector, who is just at his very best. So T'Challa goes through the collection. It's huge. Biggest collection you've ever seen. Kind of gets some payback on Thanos' scene where the Collector flees and you never see him again. Remember in Infinity War? Wonder what happened to him in uh, our universe in the sacred timeline so um, in one of the cases Charlotte comes across Howard the Duck huge character I don't know a lot about him personally I love him here uh, I, I can't grasp him I love him I love him I love him and he's insane and <laughs> him and T'Challa kind of hit it off and <laughs> I think like this is kind of a huge deal as well. This is just this episode's a viral making machine. <laughs> the way he interacts with Howard the Duck, um, you think he's going to shoot him in the face? It's like, what are you going to do to Howard the Duck right now, uh, T'Challa? And he's like, give me the tour, and it's like, all right. It's like, it's like you know what they say when you're out of luck, always go duck. <laughs> it's like, this guy's great. I think they're getting, he's getting a spinoff show, uh, which is fantastic. Uh, we cut back outside, and the Ravagers are fighting the Dark Order. And they are um, getting diminished, which is crazy. You know, Thanos is just lying on the ground. Uh, he put a, he put his best foot out there. This universe is Thanos. He's just he's winded, man. He's, he's, he's just another guy. Thanos isn't... The, th- the point is... Thanos' journey in Infinity War. He's just another guy who climbed his way to the top and wanted to destroy half the universe, you know? He wasn't an infinite god. (laughs) Look at this guy. He's just lying on the ground, again, beaten up by his uh, former hunky... Uh, it's kind of humble to see. It's great to see this. So yeah, the, uh, the Dark Order, they realize at one point that it's a diversion. And uh, they shut everything down. Howard stops at a bar for a martini. <laughs> no matter what. I mean, there's a bar there probably to catch him in case he gets out, I'm guessing. T'Challa uh, walks by a ship and a room of ships. And uh, his, his necklace lights up by a ship. And it glows. And 
he walks into it and it's an entire like Wakandan ship. It's like on display of uh, it's kind of eerie and kind of creepy. It's really effed up. The collector's really messed up. It's like put the collector. It's like a computer. Put the collector on max settings. Um, I'm a new computer person, so I only know a little, little bit. But like, uh, put them on max creepiness, max collectorness, max effed up. He's just all all of the weird. All of his all of his settings are on max. And uh, yeah, T'Challa. Yeah, you put the Black Panther up there to fight. But Max forces everything against each other in this. This is a this is a crazy story. This is sixteen minutes. I'm in. Um, this is a great. This is animation at its best. This is storytelling at its best. This is the multiverse at its best. There's featureless dummies in Wakandan attire. So is it the collector that destroyed Wakanda? Did they destroy Earth? Uh, I'm kind of confused, and we're, I'm probably about to figure this out. So, maybe I'm tired. Maybe I'm dull. Maybe I'm stupid. Maybe I'm null. I don't know. I didn't see this coming. Maybe I am I supposed to? Was I supposed to? I don't know. I love this. This is fantastic because, dude, Yandu betrayed T'Challa. This was this was not. Earth is fine. Um, Wakanda's fine. Yandu saw himself in T'Challa. Why wouldn't he want to keep Star-Lord, the epic Black Panther, to himself? What what T'Challa found was a homing beacon to the necklace on his uh, necklace was a homing beacon. And um, it was a message from his father saying, we'll always be looking for you. And it was very touching. It almost made me cry a little bit. It was really sweet. Yanda says, you don't belong there with them. You belong here with us, your family. And um, T'Challa says, you're not my family. You never were. Which actually stings. And you even see Thanos back there with a real hurt face. And uh, I say that hurts, but like the Who guy from Guardians of the Galaxy also says that hurts. And Corvus Clave knocks T'Challa out and wakes up inside a display case. Yeah, so I really like this conversation between T'Challa and the Collector. Um, where I come from, history is not looked fond upon putting men in cages. And uh, the Collector's slave kind of like looks at that. Like, she, she doesn't deserve to be his slave. The Collector's pretty much just assessing if, like, he's worth anything, actually, T'Challa. And, um, he, and Moff Gideon's, like, all aboard being the Collector's henchman number two like the Thanos uh, he's just all about that and uh, he's just uh, he's like dissect him he's not worth anything and he throws T'Challa uh, to, the, to the dissection room I guess Nebula walks into a room of Ravagers including Thanos and the new guy um, who I'm still calling the who guy and she points her gun at them and then turns around and kills Corvus Clave. <clears throat> great moment Thanos says daughter I, I just like this. I just you didn't know Thanos I not know Thanos would be a character in this episode. So Nebula informs the crew that the plan all along was to double cross T'Challa and gather him as a debt. So she um this was like a this is like kind of a plan. Uh, it was a double double cross, double double cross. A lot was happening. There's a lot happening here at once. T'Challa uses his necklace to break through the glass to get out which is insanely great because he's becoming the Black Panther in a way. 
just naturally. It's just in him. And Ebony Maw uses his powers to stop him mid-attack and uses the glass that broke the case to turn, like, kind of, you know, just hold him like Ebony Maw does uh, in every scenario that we've seen him in. But the pink lady just shot him in the back because she liked what uh, T'Challa said about cages, which is really great. It was really nice with what, what, what he said. But then we have a boss battle of, like, no other... Like, literally no other. Um, the, the collector, like I said, he's at max. So he's got, like, a... I think he's got something on his wrist to bring all his boxes of awesome right to him. The collector slams him with a giant rock-like fist, which is um, just the first thing he does. He says he uh, hacked it off the carcass of a, of a chatty Cronin. That's that's sad, dude. On this weapon rack, there's Captain America's shield and and Thor's hammer. What does that mean? Does that mean he killed them? You know. I feel like the first episode wanted to say, "Look, we're gonna do this maybe beat for beat thing where we're not gonna stray far from the timeline of the movie that we're going on," and. Here's the expectations that we're going to lay down for you, right? In this show, what if? <laughs> but now the watcher's like, "Lo, yo, hold up. Um, <laughs> let me show you a different reality first. After I showed you that reality. Yeah, Captain Carter is an amazing hero. And the Hydra Stomper is sick. But let me show you, King T'Challa Star-Lord... I'm going to just lay them all on you. So back at the... What's going on with the shield and the... Um, and the, the, the and then Thor's hammer and Captain America's shield in the background of the Collector? What did he do to them? And that's just in the background. Um, this is the, uh, the, the knife of the Dark Elves, the leader of the Dark Elves that he's using to fight with, and that's just the first two things he's using. This, this collector is maxed out, I'm telling you. He's insane. Next, he brings out Hela's headdress. He said that woman had taste. He has a sword, too, and he throws a sword at T'Challa, and it's pretty crazy. Uh, it's all I mean... You seeing that, but the collector has been capable of this whole time, given the right circumstances, a power vacuum, as Thanos called it. Thanos was kind of holding, almost holding the universe in place. He was like a giant plug. He wasn't even doing anything for a long time until he felt like the right time for some reason. Will we see more on that? On that? I don't think we need to, really. I mean, we're almost seeing like outside. Uh, this is like almost the other story like look at this man just look at what, what other things that can happen Nebula's leading the Ravagers out away from Cole Obsidian uh, he's leading a giant army of Black Order forces and Proxima Midnight jumps right down towards uh, Nebula and Thanos saves her and he says get to the ship and uh, Nebula asks are you crazy? You'll never take them yourself. And he says, no, mad. So we got a 1v1 Thanos versus Cole City and Army scene. Uh, this is insane. Uh, as I said before, there's going to be many variants of Thanos in the MCU going forward. <laughs> uh, like I said uh, many a times, 
I'm so stoked right now. This is insane, dude. So, 1v1 Thanos, Cole, Sidian. Um, ding, 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 ding. It's insane. Um, I think Thanos is going to take the win, the W. But I, I've yet to be wrong. I might get... I might be completely wrong and shocked here. And this is where you as an audience get to laugh at me if I am wrong. I'm hearing Thanos scream again when uh, Proxima Midnight, Midnight slams him like that. Brutal. And that triggers Nebula, actually, to, I think, come back. The Collector is approaching T'Challa, and he's saying how you abandoned your home and your family, and now your new family has abandoned you. And he says, maybe you never heard a Ravager never flies solo, in which Yandu sends the arrow right through Hela's headdress. Extreme. Yeah, I'm watching Thanos get slammed with a hammer as we speak. Oh, gosh. Unbelievable. I'm like, this is, this is heartbreaking. Level one Thanos, no gauntlet, no stones, bare knuckles compared to, like, full maxed out collector. Um, it's kind of sad to see. Like, they're literally showing us uh, mirrored, like, zero to none universes here. This isn't a mistake. This is not a mistake. Uh, this is complete maxed out levels here. This is a uh, roll the die like Thanos is on flat on his face, getting smashed on her, on the back by his leading men and lady. Like she's spearing him while he's down. This is sad to see. It's might might be karma though, as the collector was saying. This is maybe the karma universe karma. Maybe I don't know. I. I don't think Thanos... This Thanos does not deserve this. As I'll just say that. Nebula saves Thanos. Feeds Colobsidian. The stalk. And stalks grow everywhere. And Thanos leaps off one of the stalks and with Nebula and jumps into his ship. They, they get away with, the, with some of the Ravagers. Next, we get Yandu and T'Challa fighting the collector bare knuckles uh i like i said with thanos but this is really a more really close fight um i'm not trying to demean thanos here this thanos is very good i love this version of thanos uh i back this thanos i'm for him i want him to make it out of this episode and into the multiverse keep him alive please um i'm just it's in awe of this episode the collector backhands both of them in the most anime shot of this episode Making this, like, an in-canon anime. Uh, the Marvel What If is so great. We are. I'm on board for the. Come on, guys. This is the best show ever, uh, officially. I can't. I got chills watching this. Um, so he backhands them. Points out that he lied to him, um, T'Challa, to Yandu, as they walk up to the fight. Sticky fingers. Who's the glue? You are. Because you lied to me. <laughs> Fair point. So Yandu punches the collector, and the collector slams Yandu back with, a, like, ten punches. They together trick the collector into one of his own cases, and they said, no matter how far you go into this galaxy, uh, no matter how far is beyond my grasp. Uh, and uh, Yandu says, cool story. I love it. Yandu leaves Karina, the pink lady, with the collector and all his victims. And, yeah, I mean, that's the end of this collector. Fantastic. Bye-bye. Get out of here. He deserves, to be, he deserves to be dead. And there's so many stalks growing out of the Celestial. And they get out. 
Nebula and T'Challa are talking over an intercom now, very Star Wars-y intercom. I don't mean to bring Star Wars up, but I did. Whatever. Sue me. My Marvel Mania. My podcast. I'm tired. Well, I am tired, man. Uh, <laughs> um, and I love this show. They got the dog. <laughs> T'Challa got the dog. And I say that already. I just love that. And um, you always did have a soft spot for Runaways. I just so fantastic. Oh my gosh! I'm just, I have a soft spot for this episode, and I seen a pop figure of T'Challa, um, Star Lord, and I want him now. Yandu is about to apologize to T'Challa, and T'Challa says, "There's no need. I was the one who told you I wanted to see the world. All you did was show me the universe." Seen a lot of space travel, kid, and if I've learned anything from watching you on any planet, among any people, there's no place in this galaxy where you don't belong. And he holds up an image of the Earth. He says, you're going to have to follow your heart on that one, Mr. Star-Lord. And he looks down at Earth. It's kind of sick to see him get to Earth and um, watch him part with the Ravagers, with... Yandu and Thanos and Co. I'm just gonna say Thanos as many times as I can because he's here with us and alive in this universe. This is the best timeline. This is where we'll stay from here on out. Hopefully, my Thanos pop figures down. It's not good. This is not. This is great. This is the best. <laughs> it's now relevant for me to get the uh, T'Challa pop figure to put next to my Thanos pop figure. It just only makes sense now. Okay. Uh, for wait for so for one second it seemed like they were leaving um like the ravages were leaving uh, <laughs> nope so like Thanos and Co <laughs> they're going to like a party with the Wakandans <laughs> this is just it's just, it's just this is just this is just the one most wonderful thing in the world so we got to Thanos and the awesome lady from Black Panther Michonne uh, I can't think of the, the character's name but she's uh, so cool uh, awesome lady from Black Panther. Um, he was like saying this, you know, he just snaps and he's like, no, uh, it's not genocide. She's like, it sounds a lot like genocide. <laughs> no, because it's random and I might add efficient. <laughs> this addresses everything. Yeah, this is perfect. Thanos is just in genuine, like he's genuinely going for it. Uh, he's going for perfecting humanity on a random bet. That's what he was doing. This is just getting in his mind. Um, and all he needed to be was kind of talked down from it. I don't really need to know much more. This is kind of what I really just needed here in this story. We needed max levels on every foot. Now we get... Like, now, like, we're back at Earth in a scenario where I'm hoping this is the same... Secretly the same universe? That, secretly the same universe that Captain Carter landed in? With a sword, maybe? And they jumped into the same parallel multiverse universes? What do we know? Who knows? Um, Nebula is so humiliated by her father uh, because he says it's, it's random out of ad efficient and he snaps. Yeah, so um, T'Challa's parents are asking Yandu how you know how you found my son. I mean, if you really think about it, it's really a big question. And uh, T'Challa says, "I was lost, and Yandu found me." And that's, that's good enough. Good enough. Uh, you think a little bit more about it. So well, we took him from the planet and brought him. You conquered. He, T'Challa conquered the entire galaxy, but not there's a one place he did not conquer. There is a cliffhanger here, and from one family reunion to another, this is a cliffhanger. This might as well be the post credit scene. They don't do 
post credit scenes here. They just cliff them right on the end. And we get Peter Quill at the Dairy Queen. I forget how this works exactly in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. There's something that he did there at the Dairy Queen. He planted a seed behind it. Um, I don't know if that what that had to do with Peter aside from him being picked up there. Um, uh, being, But like, dude, um, this is literally... Was this is literally Peter Quill um, being embraced by ego on planet Earth? Too bad this might spell the end of the world, but that's this, uh, that's a story for another day, says the Watcher. And fade to black. We are dedicating this to our friend, our inspiration, and our hero, Chadwick Boseman. That goes for Marvel Maniac and MCU After Show as well. I mean, I don't know if anyone was going to see how good of a performance this was on his end. I don't think anyone sees it, and I'm immensely, I'm immensely proud to be covering it on the night of. It's honestly huge. This is huge, and I know, I know he's going to be. I know there's more, there's more of it, of his performance in this. Chadwick Boseman, ladies and gentlemen, as T'Challa, Star Lord. Let's go. Marvel Cinematic Universe writing in in some with some original content never seen before and taking bold brave new steps through time space and reality alright this has been Marvel Maniac and MCU after show hit us up on TikTok Twitter and Instagram Marvel Maniac Pod. We're on all of them now. Follow us. And if you'd like to donate to the show right now, the best place would be at Mr. Honest Podcast on PayPal. Everything goes right back into the show. Everything's appreciated, never expected. If you'd like to email us, MarvelManiacPod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love it. We'd love it. Uh, we isn't me, the watcher of this universe. Eric, a.k.a. Mr. Honest. Thank you for being here again. And until next week for episode three, whatever uh, crazy scenario we are brought into then, we're going to explore it together. I'll see you then. Avengers, disassemble.